Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. My lips are completely numb. Why? I got microneedling on my face. Wait, wait, wait. So microneedling is where they, they like sew your skin up like you're in Nightmare Before Christmas? Almost. What they do is they take this thing. It almost looks like a toothbrush, but made out of nails instead of bristles. Oh, and <laughs> Scorpio season. Here we are. Oh, my God. So true. Whoa. And they just pummel it into your face like. I got it done once in New York when I worked at Galore for free. And I was interviewing the doctor about it. And she was like, it creates columns of injury. And I was like, columns of injury. What an interesting phrase. And like, good name for a metal band. Yo, Sandy for the family band. Yes. Columns of injury. So I love that. Creates- That's If nothing else, an improv troupe. (laughs) Improv is, it's painful, I would say. But so then your skin builds back better. So you have more collagen and your pores get smaller. So that's why I look like this. Oh, hi, Aski. Mommy home with baby. Oh, oh, he's looking cute. Did he get a haircut? Yeah, he got a haircut on his eyeball. His face. No, I love his little eyeball. No, his face. Oh, don't lick my micro needle. No, I put him down, baby. He's gonna lick my face, and I'm gonna get an infection. That's fucking. That's that's parenthood, baby. Space trash, trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles: the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus, and I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine, and I have columns of injury. You're actually like, you're not Molly Molshine, you're like mauled. Molly Mol Mauled. Molly Mauled Shine. Molly Mauled Shine. That's yes. what you, you're Molly Mauled Shine. We don't mean the New Jersey malls. We mean mauled by an animal. Are you slapping yourself in the head with a crystal? I literally just started slapping my little... Penis gland, what a, my penal gland, penile, my penile. my peeny gland with a piece of selenite. I'm just fucking cleansing this shit. I actually also was about to ceremoniously light my pussy candle. If anybody wants one, hit me up. I'm selling them. Um, that doesn't look like a pussy. It it's looks actually because like the light is here. No, no, it actually looks. You know a what wall. it looks like? It looks like a column of injury. Well, it's about to be. We're about to burn this pussy to the ground. Wait, look. Now it looks like pussy, right? Labia menorah. Yes. Menorah. Everything's Jewish. I yeah. I was gonna ceremoniously do it for us because like. You know, it's, it's, a, it's been an intense week in the cosmos, so I'm going to just light it right here right now. Everybody, while I slap myself with the selenite in the face and Molly actually just punctured her face for regrowth, Scorpio yes. season, here we are. I am cleansing my motherfucking pussy on this podcast. Woo! And actually, because it's broadcast, it's on behalf of the collective. So even if you don't want to get a pussy candle from me or if you don't want to just get a pussy candle at all, like, I'm doing it for you. We are going to be cleansed. Which is really good. It's good to be cleansed. You want to talk about running and manifestation? Casey Bunker. 
What an absolute magnificent masterclass in manifestation if I have ever seen one, Molly. All Casey's been doing is running her little butt around and talking about The Bachelor like it's her job. And who did she end up running with without doing anything, manufacturing anything? The actual host of the show that we talk about every week. That was really cool. And it was really fun spending the whole weekend with our parents and everything. They were being hilarious all weekend. Uh, Do you want to talk about Aries drama? More than anything, more than anything. All weekend long, me and my sister and my brother-in-law are like roasting my mom for how dramatic she is. We get back to my parents' house on Tuesday morning and my mom's like, I'm really sick. I definitely have COVID. And I was like, oh, well, if you really think you have COVID, then let's take a test. And she was like, no. And I was like, yeah, take a test. Like you have one in the house. And she was like, no, I don't want to take a test. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, things taste funny. It's definitely COVID. There, there was a test in the house. So I had no! because she wouldn't tell me where it was because she just wanted to live out this fantasy of having COVID. So it was like a Christmas present. Like she just hit like, the, so I'm not telling you. My mom did the same thing. My mother, when, when she was claiming to everybody that she had COVID and she couldn't smile and she had like a, a, a choking cough. And then my dad was like, Myra, you live with, this was like early he's like we're like Myra you live with four people like you need to go get tested you have a business you have- no 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 like I'll power through it and it's like okay but it's not about powering through it it's like you actually want to like help like help not spread the yeah. the deadly virus you know and like the next day she was fine and she was like I knew I didn't have it and it's like well then why did we spend all day yesterday writing <laughs> your eulogy together why did we do that because they love it I was thinking about you today too though because I was just talking to my mom and I actually I sent her that Debbie Downer clip from SNL you know those whatever because I'm I'm trying to like get through to her that she's doing this thing recently now too where every single thing I say she it's like almost like a trigger so I, I have this really cool housing opportunity that just came up that's almost perfect and ideal for me and I texted her like oh my god great news this might be a thing and then she's like you know I'd really rather that you saved for your future and it was like that is not even what we're talking about your mom said that that's what she said. I'd rather, I'd rather you save for your future than live somewhere. For free. With my best friend. It's just so on. It's just like drama mamas in the house. Yeah, your mom just wanted yeah. everybody to know that she might have COVID and doesn't want to know. She just wants everybody to treat her like she does and, and be so I, upset. I found the test and made her take it and she didn't have it. Oh, see. Yeah, that's that Capricorn daughter swooping through. Like, you're not fucking doing this on my watch, you fucking dramatic ass Aries ass bitch right that the 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 Capricorn Taurus would never allow if Casey were there she'd be like whatever no yeah Casey would have ignored her she would have been like okay she'd be like okay I got you no Molly in the house we're getting the fuck I'm no did you have to find the test yourself or did she finally tell you where it was yeah I looked all over I think my dad finally helps me find it well, that's good. That's the Virgo in him. That's like, okay, Molly's actually right. We actually don't want to spread the deadly virus to the family that we love. It's just like pure Aries. She is the purest Aries that I think I know in my life. Everything is governed by war. No, but they were so cute all weekend and we had the best time ever. We really did. I've been dodging my mother to the extreme. Part of why she thinks she's like, what are you, a junkie? What are you, like, why are you inviting me, Sarah? And it's like, Two reasons. One, because every time you, every time Wait, I say anything, you do her voice. It's the funniest thing. Ever. Like sir. No, but that's actually the real impression is like sir. Like, <laughs> that's probably like sir. And she's like, okay, you know what? So like, okay, because it'll be the kind of thing where I'll be like, oh my. So just now, I called her with some great news, and she's like, okay, but 
I would really rather you save it for your future. And it's like, that is not even a conversation we were in. Like, well, then I don't want to talk to you, right? So I'm not like dodging you just because I'm a junkie. I'm dodging you because every time I speak, you actually twist it into something like really morose and really negative, like bad vibes only. Get her a shirt. But the other reason is because in an attempt to... Bad vibes only. Don't you think that's the boomer like mantra though? Actually, yeah. It really is generational because I think their parents were traumatized. They raised them. Like, childhood wasn't really a concept until, like, the Industrial Revolution. Oh, like, that's our, interesting, Molly. You're right. Yeah, our parents were the first children. And, like, they like they were the first generation like, to that's be- that's actually so interesting. You're Because ex- I even, like, think the house I'm in now, why is it so full of spirit? And my grandparents, I mean, I'm very connected to my grandparents. They're dead, but they are here with me now. And- but but right it was like like right they like met at 14 and like you know and like married soon after and like yeah. and, and like but kids was, had to work until like the the 14 right, there was super labor law. super yeah. blue collar like right that's what i'm saying like by by 14 they were adults right exactly so like our parents are basically the first generation that had a childhood unless you were super rich and like their parents had no idea what the fuck to do. Like all their parents did was try to like scare them into being in line with what society expected. And yeah. I don't know how many parents, how many siblings your parents have. Mine have way too many. So it's <laughs> like, there's just no possible way that uh, an electrician and a housewife could provide materially for six children. Well, like, that was my grandmother didn't even, housewife, right, right, right. Both of our grandmothers didn't work. They didn't yeah. contribute financially. Right. My grandfather was a truck driver. We, so we have to think about that. Like we we do have to say like, you know what? My mom did such a good job for being raised by like. Unhealed adults. Yeah. Unhealed adults who didn't have enough money, who were being told in my case by the Catholic church to have as many kids as humanly possible because it's right. your duty. And like, it's just think about that. So that is what we, that's why it's bad vibes only because it was like, they were raised as like, you're not going to college. Like you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Get your head out of your ass. Like you're going to, you're going to be a loser if you don't do this, this, and this. So I don't know. Well, and I think to that, to your point, so two thoughts on that. One, it's interesting because in the spiritual community, which I have a little bit of a problem with all the time, but one of the things that I do agree with that I think is, and I've always, I've, I've been thinking like, I wonder why, you know, and maybe it's just like cosmically the time is now, which is, yeah, but it's been like, you read a lot of stuff where it's like our generation is the first generation of actual healers because, and, and we're responsible for ushering in this new age on purpose because until now there has been generally, because there has generationally been centuries of specifically unhealed trauma and it is our generation that's like the collection point that actually that's why healing now is like bigger than ever and it's like a field and it's because we are I think but you just put it together for me which I was like but why us like why us and it's like oh that's why because until there were the children of the first generation of children nobody had any context about what it meant to be a child yeah, like they were all still just actively traumatized. Like our yeah, parents are yeah. still in that place where like, you know, kids working in factories was like one generation removed from our parents. We've seen Les Mis. Yeah. Also, it's like still happening, obviously, in other parts of the world, which is horrific. But Buy cheap while you can because the world is changing. No, I, I hope it changes. Yeah. Of course it has to change. It will, But it is changing. That's the whole point, that, that it is – I can make a joke like that because – 
even cosmically it's changing, but it is our responsibility as the Pluto in Scorpio generation. Pluto Libra, Pluto Scorpio, we're the first real generations of people who are actually here, here to like do the upheaval. And think about it too in terms of the chart. The first six signs are are nighttime signs. They're underneath their inner development. Libra not only is like marriage, beauty, justice, but it also is the beginning of the outer part of the chart, which means your relationship to each other, your relationship to the world around you. It's public and it's connected to other. So it would make sense that Pluto would, starting in Libra and then moving into Scorpio, be the two first generations. And every, you know, generations are Plutonic. Every 10 years is a generation. Every 10 years is Pluto. Can I say that I do think we are healing the wrong things because yes. I miss plastic straws and I miss plastic takeout containers. Okay, but see, here's the thing. That's and- where you get to pick and choose because in my life, baby, we got straws, we got containers, okay? We got solo cups you're in Florida. Day. You're in right, Florida. Right. I'm in the most backwards fucking place on planet Earth. But I agree with that completely. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like not everyone's battle is like their battle right so like for me I'm not I'm not jumping on the no I will buy my own plastic straws and bring them to your eco shop because I'm not having my 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 fucking straw melts in my mouth into my coffee no sometimes when the straw breaks in half in my iced coffee because I get a large because I like all juice it is so fucking upsetting to me and then there's like little pieces of cardboard in my coffee and it's like why why but so that's that I'm not I'm not aligned with that maybe a maybe a metal straw if it's chic okay but like you know that's not my fight that's not my fight the metal straw is also wrong. I hate it. And when you get takeout or delivery and they give you these flimsy cardboard boxes and they don't give you uh, plastic or wood, even wood cutlery anymore. So you have to use your metal cutlery on this cardboard box. So you can't take your hands off the cutlery for two seconds because if you do, it will tip the whole thing over. Okay. First of all, you are, you. this is deeply resonating for me. Like you are speaking to my soul. You're really thinking positive now, Mal, because you're talking about bringing home that takeout. I could not agree more. You could recycle the plastic for sure and make some fucking right. But like, no, I'm I'm pro plastic if recycled. I've never bought a Tupperware container in my life. I actually bought a lot. I like a lot of them. I'll give you the Consumer Report off cam. Okay, well, I don't buy them because I use reuse the ones from Indian restaurants and Thai restaurants. They're the only ones who give you the good ones anymore. So that's what we reuse. Preach. Heart, 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 heart. You are speaking my tune. Right. So like what's wrong with that? Something else I would be 100% willing to do is I would be willing when I order food for them to bring me it in a real fucking container, not something that's going to wilt in 10 minutes. And then next time I order from the same place, I'll give back the old ones and take new ones. That's a good idea. But they'll never do it because it's not really about the environment. It's about profit. And I was, you just, you know, you are, are we, no, we are telepath. No, that's what I'm saying. Spirit is present. Like we are coming into a more healed place because the more we all yeah. connect, the more it's like, oh, I have the same thought. No, you are, I can't, you're like reading my diary. It's profit. It's just, oh, actually, the only reason they're doing this is because paper is cheaper than plastic in this case. It's like when you go to a bar and it's like all genders are welcome in this bathroom. And I'm like, oh, really? And five years ago, it was just uh, there was no sign on the bathroom. This is not a multi-gender bathroom. This is a bar that's too cheap to have multiple bathrooms. Right. It's not a multi-gender bathroom. It's a single stall. Right. It's a one person bathroom. Right. It's just like, what do we stop lying? So funny. But, but I mean, okay. So performative 
activism aside, I do think we are doing, at least at the Munuel and on the Space Trash podcast, I think we're doing great healing because to me, you know, I have had business coaches that have said to me, Sarah, if you really want your business to blow up, if you really want to take off, you know, you should be taking it more seriously. Like you should be, you know, don't get crunk on the Munuel. And I say, no, I'm, I'm firing you business coach and I'm making an active choice to get crunk on the Munuel because yeah. I think that, and it's, it's part of my problem with the whole spiritual community in general, which is that everything, it's because it's no different than religion ultimately, which comes down to there being these like really severe rules and columns of trauma, whatever you called it before. Columns of injury, yeah. Columns of injury that you have to withstand in order to be a spiritual person. And I don't think so. So I think the real healing comes from acceptance. Love is acceptance. Not that we don't want to create change or even with you talking about the money thing. It's, it's, you could use whatever language you want. But what you're actually saying is I'm not going to focus on it. I'm just going to accept where I am in this moment and trust that it's all going to be okay. That is the deepest healing that we can do. Not that we don't need to take inspired action that bring us to the next place. But when we take inspired action from a panicked or fearful or you know when our when our nervous systems are totally fucking unregulated and we're just like I gotta do something they're not good actions anyway and they create more harm than not I was thinking this week about how you only drink bottled water and how fucking hilarious it is to me because you have no like in a really good way you have no standards for anything else like you're the most you're the chillest person ever you're like I'll live wherever I can live you're like a human hermit crab you don't give a fuck and then when I went to your house in Philly I was like you have eight liter bottles of Fiji water and you were like oh yeah I don't I, that's that's the only thing I drink I'm low maintenance except for the things that I'm the highest maintenance so like like I, I have to sleep with satin. I have to if, I, if there's not satin what? around me, I cannot fall asleep. I need satin to go to sleep. I drink only bottled or bubbly water. I do not drink tap water. I there's like a few things. I'll overdraft on the fucking pedicure. You'll never see my feet ever in your life without a pedicure. Ever. Oh, me too. Me ever. too. Or I'm wearing sneakers or like something. Yeah. I will always have a pedicure. There's too many people who are too confident about their feet. Oh, I yeah. I mean. I don't know. Feet are such an interesting topic. I can't even believe that like foot is like a, I posted a picture the other day where like a little part of my foot was showing from the, like in the ocean or whatever. I was like sitting down and you could see a little bit of my foot and somebody messaged me and they were like, save that for OnlyFans. And I was like, and they're like, people pay a lot for feet stuff, for feet pics. And I'm like, now this is a market that we could fucking tap because I can't imagine anyone being like, wait, wait, 50 bucks for that toe. I just, I can't even fucking imagine that feet being like people like don't show their feet on Instagram because it's like such a it's such a sexualized thing now which I think is so weird there okay so someone told me that if you are repulsed by feet which I am then actually you are turned on by feet okay so I'm not repulsed by feet if I'm like with a guy like I'll spend hours on your feet before I even get near your penis what right? yeah, yeah 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 that means you have a that means you have a foot fetish no no I think I'm like flat about it I just am a good lover it's like I do like acupressure powerpoints they're totally fucking relaxed that's how you get their legs in the air to eat their ass but you I um foot massage like yeah like that's it's like my that's that's where I begin my love how about that's more shocking to me than the second thing you said first of all <laughs> i'm like you're touching these guys fucking feet are yeah, you man. crazy men's feet love mm-hmm. i love them but i will every man that's ever dated me 
But like, now, because listen, the thing they we get pedicures. Together. All I'm saying, man, is we get pedicures. You do too. Oh, men need to get pedicures. A hundred percent, men. It is so hot and sexy when you get a fucking pedicure. Get. I was gonna say, <laughs> men wipe their ass. They don't wipe their feet. Right, but so, like they don't even wipe their feet. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm a disgusting person. I guess. I mean, no. I guess here's the thing. If I'm ever, it's not that you're a disgusting person. It's just that it's really funny that you won't allow your feet to be seen in public, but you will like rub a straight man's. Foot. I mean, here's the thing: yeah. if if, I, if there if a foot comes into the scene, if if there's a foot in the bedroom and it smells, we take care of that first thing anyway. Like I'm not attracted to smelly feet, but like for the most part, like the men that I make love to are either coming out of the shower or they have a they have us, you know. A, it, I just sort of are aware of their feet enough to like it's like a part like for us it's like why well, do we even have these fucking things right for them that's like their the base of their their athletic you know they start with starts with the feet and the basketball shoes and the fucking you know Randy would have zero dollars in the bank but we traveled the world I have only Fiji waters we had like 300 pair of Jordans that came with us everywhere. I'm not fucking kidding you. They were lining the walls. How did you transport them? In my parents' car that we would borrow. <laughs> That's really funny. So you yeah. think a sneakerhead guy is also... They like care a- about that. They care about that. The way that That's we care about it. Really interesting. Okay, and then I saw this TikTok that showed a diagram of the brain and where your where all of your body parts are mapped out. And Sarah, I don't know how I never mentioned this to you now because I've been thinking about it for probably a month and I can't figure out if it was real or a joke or not. And it showed that the foot section of the brain is right next to the like genitalia section of the brain. It's real. That's why That's why I'm the greatest lover of all time. All right. I might have to do some foot massage. Okay, Nick, if you're listening, uh, I'm going to give you a, a hot hint, baby. You got, you, got a little, you got a little testy in your foot that Molly trying to tingle. So, you know, a help test. her. Help her help you. I really can't handle it when people's second toe is longer than their first. I hate it. I have a friend who I know isn't going to listen to this pod. But if you are listening, then I love you for listening. And this will be the test. We got in a huge fight once because worse than that, her baby toes. She's going to be, we got, she, because I would make fun of it all the time because how could you not? And one time she had like a real teary-eyed heart-to-heart with me. Like, I am so sick of being bullied for my, so she had both of her baby toes, the nail faced outward. Like, they were turned. I have a friend who, and she is probably listening to this and I'm not going to say her name, even though she probably wouldn't care, but just in case, her baby, her pinky toe is like a hunchback and the, the the nail is only a little just a little wow and now here's the thing you and i so both is that the same thing or are you talking about something else no i'm talking about we would call her like platypus foot no it was literally like if I, okay i'm gonna do an impression okay so <laughs> i'm a toe i'm a toe i'm a toe i'm a toe sure. i'm a toe my hat is the nail now i have to look at mine and see if it's like that <laughs> So there was an article that came out a few years ago. I don't know if you read it, but it was talking about that there's a happiness number. So basically, if you mm-hmm. don't make this much money or you make over this much money, mm-hmm. they did like a huge survey and people's happy, like, I think it was like $75,000 a year was like the number. And it, it varied per city a little bit, just whatever. But but it was, yeah. it was basically like cost of living in the city 
uh, ratio with this amount of money, but it was like somewhere between like 70 and like 90K pretty much was like the I think amount. it was like 70 to 125. It was something like that, but it was like, a, it was a window that was not like, like, wow, that's so fucking much or wow, I couldn't live, live in that because it actually, it's more stressful when you, I'm telling you, the people in my life that have now become really successful comedians or have, have gone from being artists to like rich people are equally, if not more depressed than they were before. But they were talking about how like this happiness number is the number because not only is it more than enough to live on, but they were talking about how having aspirations and desires is a key component to happiness. So if you yes. just have enough money to be able to afford all the things you want, then it actually, those things you want, you get them and they become a burden because now you have five properties that you have to fucking maintain in order to write them off. And it's like, oh, the beach house, oh, the this. And it's like, no, you don't actually want that. You want to want that because that's what keeps us being interested in learning. And we, we actually want to be able to want something and have this, then have the satisfaction of getting it and then having another incremental. We have to keep climbing up the ladder or else we're depressed. That's why rich kids are so fucking miserable and so, like super rich and super poor. Both those ways of growing up, you don't really have hope because either you think I have everything I need or I'm never gonna have anything I need. So there's no point in trying. Or I have everything I need, but it's not mine. It's I'm, I'm now completely attached to my parents and it's mm -hmm. their money and, and, and rich parents, and I know a lot of rich parents, they use it as a means to like control and infantilize their children until the day they die yeah but also like then make your own fucking money i don't feel bad for you yes but that's also our shit but it's like it is it is a psychological block because they think that they that's why succession is kind of interesting like those kids like rory culkin's a fucking idiot and like they don't they have been kind of brainwashed to think that they can't and that they should be so thankful for their abusive rich parents that I mean, of course, make your own money, of course, blah, blah, blah. But either okay. way, either way, it's unhappy. Either way, they're not coming from like an empowered place of I can just make this money. It's actually like then it's something to prove or then it's something it, people with a, kids that grow up with a lot of money and kids that grow up with no money both have different ends of the spectrum, but the same level of dissatisfaction with what they think is possible for them. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we're saying when the middle class starts to disappear, that's when the bottom falls out of your country. Like Osama bin Laden was a rich kid. He, his dad was like, <laughs> That is such a funny way to think about that. Was he? I don't even know that. Yeah, he was a rich kid. And he was just like a fucking spoiled brat asshole. And he was pissed off because he wasn't the most favored son of all the sons, kind of like Prince Harry, TBH. And he was like, okay, I'm going nuclear. This is how I'm going to become... Like he was, you know, like he, he was a rich that's kid. That's really interesting. But that's really interesting, right? That it was, it actually had, it drove him to, to like madness. To destruction. To destruction because, right, well, but isn't that, that's what I'm saying though, right? That's why all the rich kids end up spending all their fucking trust in rehab. Because it's mm -hmm. like, they don't, it's like there's something about it that's like also using, it, it's still not your money and it hurts your self-esteem. It's also not understanding the value of a dollar, though, too. It's, like, just not understanding that if you're going to rehab, like, that costs as much as some people's college education. And it's, you know, like, just not really putting that together. And then probably even if you do... Or not even caring, going, yeah, but that's poor people problems. And right. that's a big problem. Or putting it together and feeling so much guilt about it. Like, I'm sure a lot that happens to a lot of other people, too. Or, like, thinking, I have all this money. Why can't I just get my shit together? Why can't I find love? Why can't I be happy? Why can't I just be pretty? Why can't I just... Yeah, right. it, it, it's that's where it's, like, money isn't the thing. Tasha. But... Yes. I gotta say... Let's make some money. I am so much happier 
and less depressed than I was when I was living paycheck to paycheck and when I was living negative paycheck to negative paycheck. I don't want people to think that I'm saying money doesn't buy happiness because it fucking does. What well, helps? It's, it, it's not about does. money. It's not about money buying happiness. It's about having all of your needs met. Yeah. Gives you the opportunity to be happy. Right. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Like you 100%. need money for those things and it does make you happier. And like, even if you're rich and you're miserable, like, I, I don't doubt that you're miserable, but also you have the resources to fix it. And most people don't even come close to having the resources. Okay, but this it. is the issue though. It's a parental issue. And this is why if you're listening and you have the resources to fix it and you don't know what the fuck to do, that's where you fucking hire me because you have yeah. a thinking <laughs> problem, not a drinking problem. Quit it with the rehab and come talk to mama because I will tell you how to manifest running with the bachelorette because of love it's 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 actually you know, what it all comes down to is like control fear love and if you're not actually always operating even you why are you happier now aside from just having your needs met and money because you also have partnership and you got to a place yeah. where you're able to actually be if you don't have all your needs met you don't even know who the fuck you are because because there's always this other thing in the space that's survival oriented that really does not are the thinking yeah i'm not afraid like i was i'm not afraid like oh my God, if I get pulled over and they see that my license registration and insurance are expired, my car is going to get towed. I'm going to lose my car and then I'm not going to be able to go to work. Like I don't have that fear anymore. Yeah. And it really is, it, it does feel like a physical weight has lifted. We are about <laughs> six months to three years from some company telling us that their supply chain empowers children in a third world country to take control of their own 401k because Whoa. there's kids working in the factory. Yo, you know I'm what I mean? that on the pod because you are psychic as shit and I could not agree. that I had not had that thought, but you're exactly right. They're going to flip it and reverse it. Yeah. And they're they going to already do it with yeah. saying it's empowering women. And like, and it's like, okay, maybe it is, but also no one is flying to the factory in Malaysia to see if that's true. So you can say, you know, we're paying women to make this stuff. It's empowering. And it's like, okay, but no one is checking and asking those women if they're quote unquote empowered. I also decided my first comedy special is going to be called So Empowered because I think the dumbest thing ever is the word empowered. I think it's I so hilariously vapid and stupid. To be like, that was empowering. Like We got to write jokes around that. That's like, there are sketches there. There are jokes there. That's so, and I haven't heard that done before. That's so, taking a real stand against the word empowered is really funny. I have one joke. I have one like bit about it. That's about how the Olympics is the only time that women are allowed on TV without makeup on and how that's so (laughs) empowering. And like, oh, I feel so empowered when I see a woman without eyeliner on succeeding, you know? So do you feel empowered right now with like your red face, no makeup and your basketball wear on? No, I feel like a little worm. I feel like a little earthworm. <laughs> earthworm, I would fuck, make it march. I but... don't feel empowered ever. If I ever do anything right. that someone thinks is empowering, it's actually just me being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's just me being like, I want more attention than that person. Like that, it's that's so what it is. Funny. It's like, that's I'm cool. ruining a party by yelling at a Republican because I want attention. It's not because I'm empowered. Right, right. You're, you're not, this isn't your cause. You just like actually think you can roast him. And so you'd like everyone to hear your good vocabulary and your fucking zingers. Right. And I think that's true of everyone. I I really do. Like not to be a total libertarian Ayn Rand fountainhead asshole about it, but like 
you know, like like in the the new book that came out about the housewives, Carol Radziwill says, "Oh well, oh. Bethany, Bethany's Be Strong Foundation is all about the PR." And to me, I'm like, but she's still giving money to earthquake victims. Like, if your PR is you actually giving people money and redistributing your wealth. I will give you all the attention in the fucking world. If you're doing that for attention, fucking do it. That is great because the alternative is do nothing and just sit and be happy. Like, no, do it for attention if it's making the world a better place. Like, who cares? Well, but then again, we come back to this duality of like good, evil, light, dark. It's like you're allowed to both be vain and help people. And you're allowed to be rich and help people. And you're allowed to be doing things just for PR and help people. You deserve it. We do have an ego self that does need to be acknowledged. Like, that's what I'm saying. This whole like, I'm rid of my ego I'm rid of my ego. I'm totally okay, spiritual. Then it's you're like, an no, amoeba. You're missing a whole slice of life, man. Yeah, you're an amoeba if you're rid of your ego. I took acid and MDMA at the same time and coke and oh. weed and drinking. She's a and good time, you guys. She's a fu- That's why they call the drug Molly, the fucking combination I of know. this bitch. Oh, my God. When that there was a special on 2020, like five six years ago about molly and like three people texted me and were like molly this drug sounds really bad and i was like i didn't make it why are you texting me (laughs) but anyway i did all those drugs at one music festival and i had like ego death for like a week afterward like because there's good ego death and there's bad ego death so the good part was while i was on drugs i was like oh my god i completely understand when everyone says we're all connected to plants, to animals, all other people. No, I genuinely finally was like, oh my God, we are. Like, I get it now. And I saw all of my dead relatives in beams of light. They didn't show up in my spirit baby reading, but they showed up when I was on fucking acid in a trailer. But they all showed up and I saw them all and they were all like, we're here. And I was like, okay. Like, I get why me and Donald Trump and Nick are the same. Like, we're all from the same stock and the things that right and the things that change us is just our ego and our experiences so I was like I finally fucking get it this is so cool it really did change my life I have felt differently about everything since then and it was great but for a full week afterward I could not remember who I was as a person I could not laugh Melissa was one of the only people I saw in person and I made her go to a kundalini yoga class this is the only thing that will make me like feel again. And That's Melissa so was like, yeah, Mal, this is great. And like, I, I was seriously, I was truly a shell of myself. I didn't have an ego for a full week and it was awful. So yeah, that is not something to aspire to. It was really great for a couple minutes. And if my fucking ego never came back, I would be a vegetable to this day. I couldn't One- laugh. I didn't, I didn't laugh for a week. Or even worse, you'd be like doing curtain kundalini yoga workshops and you'd be a total fucking bore. But- yeah. It's like, okay, so you are, we are on, I can't even believe we haven't talked for like a week because we are on so the same, so I was going to, I'm going live with Desi later and I have a list of things I want to discuss. The number one thing on my list was a reframe of self-sabotage for this very reason, because when we are talking about self-sabotage, what we think we're talking about is like, I was gonna X, Y, and Z, and then I fucked it up. Then I and then I got high, right? Literally, (laughs) that's what it is, right? I got too drunk. I got too high. I blew it with this guy. I did this. But if you are not able to be with 
quote unquote self. Like I actually think self sabotage is essential because I, oh my god, I know what you're going to say forces that so ego true. death. And if you can be okay there, then you're connected to your spirit. Then when your ego does return, it has been transformed. This also, idea that our self is creating everything by ourselves and that we can put our mind and our eyes on the prize and <gasps> not be connected to spirit or soul is completely fucking absurd. That's why we get crunk at the moonules. Oh my God, I love this. This is so true because it's like whenever you are self sabotaging, maybe you're looking for connection to everybody else because that's what gives you inspiration. Like you just said, you hang out with your friend Diana, you thought of 15 minutes, new, 15 new minutes of material. That is self sabotage. That is ego death. That is you being like, okay, these ideas didn't come from me. Right. I from- didn't do my, right. I, if you looked at my schedule yesterday, you'd go, wow, Sarah really just took the day off. She did, it was completely quote unquote, un- but that's where also we're talking about hard work, making money, doing this, doing that. Why did Casey run with The Bachelor? Because actually, it's all the same. We don't need to separate like work and play and business and professional and who I am as a person. Actually, if we are aligned in every moment, there is possibility for connection and for ideas to emerge from spirit and from the unity of the people that you are around that you yourself could have never fucking come up with. I don't think of more jokes than when I'm with my family. Like I roast my mom a lot on this podcast, but I like when I'm with well, my and mom. And also she's a writer. She's probably pretty fucking funny. Oh yeah. Cause she's roasting me and her like, you know, everything is copy like Nora Ephron would yep. say. We, my you whole haven't family. seen that movie. It is such a. He, I found that movie to be so fucking. The, the Nora Ephron. I guess it was the doc. That was her statement. But the Nora Ephron yeah. documentary is like Bible to me. We just watched it. Me and my mom just watched it like last two nights ago. Oh, but yeah, fam. that is. And I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, this is literally my family. Everyone is writers. Everything is copy. Everything is like, okay, well, whatever you're going to, you know. But anyway. And that's so how I was raised too. I, same thing. I mean, my, my, they're all, you know, writers, comedians. Or like right, aspiring, aspiring comedians. <laughs> everything is material. Everything's That's material. Really is. All that my mother grew up. That was like the whole thing. Show up, being. Show up, be enthusiastic. She said the keys to life: show up, be enthusiastic, relax. It's all material, and never wear button fly jeans. Those are my four pillars that I was raised with. Oh, why? Because they give you a fupa. She has some trauma, or I don't know. It was like if I one time I somebody gave me a pair of like really expensive like Joe Joe's den, Joe jeans or whatever, and they had a button fly, and she was like, "Get those out of my house!" Like she she reacted as if I was like having a teen pregnancy. It was like, "How dare you!" It was like really bad. Not, wow. not sure. Not sure. You should dig into that. That's really. She funny. likes classic denim. She says denim is cla- denim is cool because it's classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. You know, people don't really wear as much denim in the UK. It actually wears denim anymore. We don't even leave the fucking house. I know. No one. But really, I denim. You, dude. I feel like the UK. Okay, so maybe after I go to Texas, random. Maybe I'll come to the UK and we can revolutionize because, like, I feel like there's just niche markets waiting to fucking pop up. They they actually have silos of trauma that need to be healed, and we got this. We let's bring them denim and and you know merch and comedy. They have columns of injury, silos of trauma. They're still hung up on World War One, and I'm like, you guys. Oh no, They're, those guys aren't even alive anymore. It's not even the posh wars care about. While the Holocaust survivors are still alive, there's like four of them. Let's just pretend to care that World War Two was the one, okay? Right. I don't know why they're more into World War One here, and I also like because they, they, yeah, they don't really know any Jewish people, so 
But also, also, I will say in the U.S., we propagandize World War II as if the reason the U.S. went to war was to save the Jews. No. Yeah. Yeah, the U.S. Yeah. went to war because Germany was getting too big for its britches. It had nothing to do with concentration camps. Right, there was an actually allyship. They were sort of, they were actually sort of required to go to war. They they tried not to as long as they possibly fucking could. That's exactly. All the Jews were exterminated in, in, in camps. And also the gypsies and the gays, but. Anyway. Yeah. It, yeah. And like, it's the same thing as when we're like, oh, the, the civil war happened so that slaves could get freed. No. Right. It's because they were arguing about something and the slaves were like collateral damage of that. Well, and, and, and they were really just used as like pawns because it's like you guys yes. are actually bad because of this one. Loki, they all had fucking slaves. Wait, I have two deeply healing things to tell you, though, if you're open to it now that you're a loving being. Okay. Also, I. Okay. And then we can start the podcast. LOL. On the topic of. I know. Jesus. On the topic of good ideas coming from the collective. If anyone is interested in that topic, the book Big Magic by oh, Big Elis- Magic. Yes, by Elizabeth Gilbert is all about that concept. It's a great she, recommendation. Yeah, she really and I haven't finished reading it yet, but she really talks about how like if you get rid of the ego and look at your ideas as I'm the custodian of this idea, not I came up with this idea, but this idea arrived at me and I'm being asked to shepherd it and steward it into existence but it, it's not the be all and end all of my identity like you can be a lot more creative well and she also talks about how when people steal your ideas not to, well, quote unquote steal your ideas not to be worried about it or if you think you didn't move fast enough on an, on an idea that you can also use that thinking too which is like you know it's just it just had to be created there's an infinite wellspring of ideas and i wasn't the right person to do it they were the right person to do it and i will say that so much of how the manual has developed over the years is like because of reading that book because i totally i, I got it immediately adopted it that's why i don't feel like i need to like do a perfect manual anytime i'm just need to facilitate this thing that's bigger than me into being and it it's going to be what it's going to be yeah so we're in agreement ego is good collective love and ideas are good you need both you need both and you can't have like ego isn't inherently bad it's it's ego becomes bad when when it's it's just like everything right it's like yeah eat a cookie don't eat the whole fucking box of cookies like also people use ego as a stand-in for self-centeredness and that's not it's like when people use narcissism as a stand-in for that. And it's like, right. those are not that. Like, even ego is just your sense of self, your personhood. Right. Like, people don't know that there's, like, id ego, super ego. They say, like, oh, he's so egotistical. And it's like, no, if, if someone's really driven by ego, it means that they're detached from their primal right. self. Exactly. It doesn't mean that they're obsessed with themselves because someone who's really attached to their primal self can be just as self-obsessed as someone who's into the ego, which is like the manufactured externally driven self. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think I'm much more, I, I think I'm way more attached to my primal self than I am like so, the society's self. And I get a lot of my, I don't know if that's a helpful thought or if it makes sense. Or am I yeah, I think so. And I think I'm the opposite. My mom has this new CPAP machine and she just got it in the last month. So we were sharing a room the whole time we were in New York. And when the CPAP slips a little, first of all, it sounds like Darth Vader at the best of times. What is a CPAP machine? When you have like breathing problems when you're trying oh, to. Oh, that's like the joke I always make, which is like Libra is marriage, Scorpio is after you're married and you realize somebody has a sleep apnea machine. That's literally what it is. Yes, yes. Okay, lol. Well, so, I just didn't know the name for it. Okay. She also didn't even know she needed one. I shared a bed with her at my aunt's house 
like a few months ago and I was like, you have the worst snoring problem I've ever heard in my life. And she was like, oh my God, I didn't know. So she got the CPAP machine. Her, like, wait, why didn't your dad know? Separate rooms. Damn, that is the, that honestly, I think that even if we sleep together sometimes and fuck or whatever, I think the key to life actually is separate rooms. I think so too. I mean, they were adorable in the city on Saturday night. They were holding hands, looking into each other's eyes. Like desire because when you have a little space, desire is present. Yeah. And also like, that's the most rich person ass shit that they do is sleep in separate rooms. You know, love it though. It literally is like, like even the only shot Randy and I ever stood was when we had two bedroom and we each had our own. Yeah. So, so, so I told her she needed the sleep apnea mis- machine. She got it. Uh, even when it's on her face perfectly, it's. Oh my God. But periodically through the night, it will slip a little bit and then it starts beeping to wake her up, but she never wakes up. This is and- actually adding so much to my joke. I did not know what a good joke this was until now. Yeah, it's it, it the beeping and both of my parents were in the bed when we were in the hotel together. And I woke up at 530 in the morning because of the beeping from the CPAP. And I could not fall back asleep. And neither of them heard it. Neither of them heard it. It was beeping for three hours. And so I looked at videos of the Travis Scott concert from 5am to 8 or 9am. Oh my god, to- Molly. You two mornings in a row. Two a mornings in a row. Fucking massive. I would have been like, oh, did you? I literally, my, I was just going to say, oh, but did you at least get to enjoy the sunrise? No. You were, mm-hmm. you were, you were mosh pit deep into the Travis yes. Scott story. <laughs> into the hashtag travesty. Travesty. I will say it is a travesty. It is a tragedy, but very funny hashtag. Funny hashtag. Very so, funny stuff. That is where the joke, not too soon, it just does work. It's really funny. Yeah. So yeah, I, I saw all the vids. It was harrowing. What was your, so when I first saw the thing, I was like, when I first got the the news alert, I was like, this must've been completely unpreventable, like just a tragedy. And then as the news started to roll in, I was like, oh, this didn't need to happen. Right. So I'm yeah, actually curious because I didn't about this at all. I've been doing more like positive thinking and like reframing people's sort of negative dark thoughts. So I missed a lot of that. I, I think you could fill me in a little bit on the on the deep dive because like I, I didn't get too into it. To me, it was just like tragic. And I get really turned off when it becomes satanic panic immediately because ultimately nobody knows this. Some people know actually satanic panic is is a is inherently anti-Semitic at its core. That's what it is. Um, is it, it? Star- it started as a way for uh, people to demonize Jews. And, and then it was, like, banks and, and like, then even, like, a lot of the QAnon, like, Illuminati stuff, it's actually – people – I don't take it as anti-Semitic because a lot of people don't know what they're – it's like if you don't know that something is – Diana wasn't trying to be hurtful using the word smudge. It's what it's smudge. But, so I'm not saying that right, it was, like right. – I don't think it's – now has a – as much of an anti-Semitic connotation, but actually it's like we didn't know the goblins in Harry Potter were anti-Semitic caricatures. Right. Right. That's like, it, it, it passed right over us. Right. Yeah. So speak, speaking of which Passover was coming up. So it kind of, you know, pa- passed right over us. If you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's remember the holiday where we built the pyramids. But anyway, so um, it's like, when I when it gets into the, yeah, you guys room, built the pyramids. You guys should be getting reparations. Now, Not that I don't know if we can keep on the pod, but I will tell you that every Jewish family in America agrees, and they would say it's like Hollywood and all the fucking pedos, but, but you know, yeah, fucking keep paying us. Yeah, wow. If we got reparations, it would be QAnon, like, conspiracy theory, the Jews 
uh, own the money. The Jews are stealing from the people. The Jews are the Illuminati. That's like the whole fucking thing. Also, and even, Egypt is not in great shape. No, and I don't think Egypt is heavily Jewish anymore. Um, right, that's I, what, I mean, yeah. if it was, they probably- If it was, it would be a great shape. There'd be gay bars, it'd be really fun. But it's like, I, I feel also that, um, I feel, what was the other thing I was going to say about Satanic Panic and QAnon? Oh, that's also where I get in trouble with the spiritual community because like, I think there's a huge difference between the sovereignty converse, conversation and the think for yourself conversation versus this whole, like, yes, absolutely ACAB, you know, absolutely. But not anarchy and not believing Look, I understand yeah, that ideally there will be someone, ideally there is some force keeping people in check because there are shitty people out there. And now I do think that what we're talking about when we're talking about the Travis Scott thing is that's what I think this is. I think that this is like, if anything, there was a push towards uh, lawlessness for fun. And then as a result, there was actual uh, lawlessness and there was a need for security and a need for a... Uh, a, a powerful presence to come and intervene and that just it wasn't even there right and I think a lot of this is capitalism run amok because clearly they didn't put enough money into the security and the medics and everything there were a lot of firsthand accounts from people who were saying I went I got you know whenever you're at a concert and someone passes out they usually crowd surf them to the front to get them help and wait a second, hold on, like, wait a second. That's really funny. I actually always thought that was like bullying. I what, never realized. I thought they were like make. I thought it was like drawing the dick on your face of a concert. Oh, it probably is partially that. But it's but it's nice to know that it's like actually pass them to the front, get them help. That's like, that changes the whole thing for me. Okay, there, love is everywhere. Love is fucking everywhere. Yeah, it is because okay. So so but then this person said that they were up at the front. And no one knew how to do CPR and no one, they had no equipment. They had nothing. Like, so were there, were there no, co- like, so from what I understand, there were no emergency services. They were okay. very ill prepared for this enormous concert. It's okay. first of all. So that of course is a cost saving measure. Right. I mean, it's hard to imagine that they just said, we don't believe in medicine. No, they said, let's get the fucking cheapest possi- possible medics. And they the said, second- it's a concert. It's going to be fun. Everyone's going to be good vibes only. Right. Second thing is, I don't think it has to do with nihilism of the current moment as much as just nihilism of 15 to 30-year-old men in general. I think that (laughs) could have happened at any time period in the world if it was this badly staffed. Do you know what I mean? Because he, but yeah, you're right. This this is a crumbling of the of the government, but not in the way that it's like Satan came and overtook the governing forces. It's actually like we didn't have the proper measures in place. Like this was a safety issue. And I would argue that is satanic. I think that. Okay. So yeah, that's satanic in nature, but it doesn't mean that it's Satan. That is Travis Scott didn't go. Let's kill those people to, to, to sacrifice their souls. Right. But what he did say is, my concerts get more crazy than anyone else's concerts. And that's fucking cool. And I'm not worried about it. There are account. He's been arrested twice before for inciting a riot at his concerts. Wow. And clearly, like, he thinks that's badass and cool. Burroughs furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. He thinks it's a right. And it's it's like this lack of real masculinity in the world. Well, where- I was just gonna say it's kind of to to the point of our very long uh, opening monologue dialogue. It's actually an ego problem because it's like when you think that won't happen to me. Travis Scott went to Dave and Buster's to celebrate after that concert. No. Yes. He went to an after party at Dave and Buster's. Okay. Now that's satanic. Right. So this is what I think the issue is that people are having a, people are having a hard time articulating is that. Why are we whispering? Why are we whispering? Oh, because of Satan. Satan and Nick is asleep and our walls are really thin. Oh, okay, okay. So both of them, Satan and a double Scorpio. Good thing that we are not in CPAC land yet. You enjoy these young years while you got them, baby. I know. So, okay. So I think the big issue people have is that this and the Alec Baldwin thing, it's just showing how even if the rich and famous aren't consciously trying to murder people, their existence is leading to death. And for them to get their job done is leading to death. And people keep saying it's because we shouldn't put them on a pedestal, but I don't think people are putting Alec Baldwin on a pedestal. I didn't even know. Nobody putting Baldwin on. That guy has come talk about satanic. He has been killed and revived so many times. He's had some bad moments that we have witnessed. Right. Not quite as bad as manslaughter, but pretty embarrassing stuff. I didn't even know that Travis Scott was big enough to have a, a crowd collapse at one of his shows. Well, you know? so that's where though, I think that that's where it becomes this bigger conspiracy theory thing because it's like, but that's because he joined the devil's Kardashian clan. And, you know, there's a lot of that out there is all I'm saying. Like, I know. And the but music clean, industry, I mean, I, but here's the thing though. It's not that the music industry is the problem. It's that industry is a problem. Exactly. The way that we do industry is satanic. That's why the Capricorns, like me and you and all the people that think they haven't gotten their due actually are right on time because the world is melting and we will do it better. And this reminds me a lot of the Me Too movement because everyone was like, not everyone, but a lot of people were like, geez. Everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. (laughs) A lot of people were like, why is there so much sexual harassment in the film industry? And it's like, no, it's in every industry. It's just that the film industry is more visible. And it's like the entertainment industry is the most visible industry. Right. It's it's not an issue of, oh my God, people are dying because of entertainment. It's like you said, people are dying because of industry. And when it's somebody who works, who's like really low down the totem pole at like Amazon, we don't know. And we don't, it doesn't get publicized. Or or even more so, that's I think where the Nicki Minaj story was so interesting, where it's like at the end of the day, somebody gets paid off and they're in such a bad position that it's just worth it to 
keep quiet and let it keep happening to other people and take the money. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you completely. I also think that the issue is that, I mean, I don't know. So I, the thing you posted, the only thing I really read about it. So I do want to know about all the fucking dish that you got. Literally the only thing that I saw was the thing that you posted. That's how I found out about it. And then that's all I read because it was so well-written. That's what and I was going to say. And then she storied, somebody sent her a video of her on the camera stand trying to get the cameraman's attention. Right. So I saw, that's all I saw. I saw her recount and then I saw her actually doing what she said that she did, which was try to scream at the cameraman. Yo, look what's going on down there. You have to like walkie talkie someone like people are dying. Yeah. She was literally screaming at them. People are dead down there and they didn't care. So there's see, that's one the problem. of the- I know what I want to say real quick is that that is the problem when we, when we use dark uh, imagery and language in our art it seems like that what up like i mean the, the grateful dead are the deadheads i mean it's like people right. this is sick this is nasty these are good things so i think there also could have been a communication error where some when somebody says at a concert like that where we're, we're having satan do the promos so there are people dead down there you there the camera guy could have been like yeah like rock right. on you know, he was like, yeah, no, I exactly. This is what was supposed to happen. Like they really prized that sort of really, really dark behavior. So I think one of the biggest narratives in this has been people saying, why isn't the mainstream media covering this enough? And no one seems to understand that the reason for that is because of the threat of lawsuits. The only reason why the mainstream, why you're seeing all this stuff on TikTok and Instagram and not on CNN is because CNN has to go out of their way to verify it because CNN is a news organization. So trust me when I say that there are a gazillion reporters behind the scenes verifying all this stuff right now and writing really good shit about it, but it doesn't come out yet. They can't just post a TikTok and say, this is what happened. It's like why Spotlight took so long. That's why, did you see the movie Spotlight? Yeah. Okay, but that's the whole thing, right? It was like, they knew what they were uncovering. They started to become obvious what they were uncovering. And actually everybody kind of knew, they all got diddled at themselves. But until it was, because it was the Boston Globe investigation unit, it had to be done methodically, slowly, and in a particular yeah. way, similar to how maybe the security uh, structure, you know, how the sections should have been sectioned off in the concert in the fucking first place. But right. like, there is something to following certain rules because it actually allows for integrity to stay intact. And when, when certain edges get fuzzy, everything becomes mass hysteria, confusing, chaotic, and then a death pit. Right. And there are some people who are posting their accounts of this on TikTok and Instagram who are lying. Like there are a few people. What do you mean? Tell me, what is that like? It's just always going to be, it's just always going to be. There's not like one that stands out where it's like this guy came over to me and stuck his dick in my pants before he sampled my head to death or whatever. It's like, you just just like, right. People are now jumping in on the train. Like, Oh, this will be, this will be get hits. Right. Like as a reporter, you can't take, you can't take things at face value. So they're all out there, like, you know, validating and verifying everything before they can put anything out. And this, this concert was organized by Live Nation, which is the biggest concert promoting group in the United States, probably the world. And they're going to be litigious. Like if someone says something, 
about this that isn't 100% accurate, they're going to get the shit suit out of them. Well, and also it's all, it, it is at the end of the day and what is satanic is business as we know it. And right. it's like Live Nation is owned by Clear Channel, which is one of the top, like, uh, you know, what would you call Clear Channel? It's like a media company, right? Like, like a conglomerate. Conglomerate media company. And so really at the end of the day, we are talking about five families in the room, but I don't think they're like, we don't care about killing people and let's kill some people and sacrifice their souls. I think it's that they're in the wrong, what I say to all the men I've ever dated, you're in the wrong conversation. And you want to know something astrologically, this makes sense to me. And I, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but okay, wait, what were you going to say before about the girl's account though? Um, no, I was just going to say that has to be verified before anyone can write about it. Because- oh, so her account to us can be witnessed, but, but nobody's, if they're going to use her as a source, they're going to actually have to go interview her and then check yeah. it out. Right. Because if they don't live nation, will sue them. How long has it been going on? Corporate media. Directors and producers were making women have sex with them for roles since the beginning of Hollywood. When did it get written about five years ago? And right. that is because of the threat of lawsuits. Like, so you just, it sucks. It's a sucky system, but you can't blame journalists for that. It's right. not journalists' fault that these big corporations have more power than them. Well, actually, you're making something really clear to me though now because you're connecting the gap where I think in the spiritual community, sometimes I get really frustrated because I'm like, okay, yes, there's a spiritual war going on. Hypoth- yes, yes, it's satanic. Yes, death, it, you, sac- sacrificing lives for no fucking reason is obviously the work of the devil or whatever. Right. But th- I think what you're heading at is exactly the problem, which is that because there is not an awareness of how actual things with integrity, which no one even really trusts anymore on some level anyway, works, because there's a lack of knowledge of the system, it appears like the media is bought and out to get us and they're part of the problem when actually they are trying to do good work. They're but doing we are so diligence. trigger happy and looking at someone to blame and then you got the QAnons and you got the fucking, you know, you got the people that are speaking the real truth. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's why like the anti-vaxxers just don't make sense to me. We have all been vaccinated. And let me tell you something, even if they were gonna try to microchip us, all of those people who have multiple degrees from all the Ivy Leagues, those nerds who spent their lives studying immunization instead of fucking are not trying to microchip us. They care the most about safe vaccines. And it's why we don't have polio. I don't understand how anybody could make that into a, like the government's trying to get you thing. Like the fact that that's the whole like yeah. freedom thing makes no fucking sense to me. Also like we're already microchipped. It's called your cell phone. What? You just took the word to all episode. Telepathy is real. I, I, that was going to be my next thought. And then I was like, well, let her speak. <laughs> what do you think about? So I do think, I do think Travis is, I don't want to say to blame, but I think he slid well, like into- Travis culture. Travis culture is to blame. Yeah. And he, he clearly slid into this through people not saying to him, yo, you have to have good security at your shows. You can't be doing that. There was a kid, Sarah, a couple years ago or something who, um, so this girl was going to jump off a platform at one of his shows and she didn't do it. And then he encouraged this other kid to did it, to do it. And the kid got paralyzed. Oh my God. So this, he has a history of this. And the fact that like, Cause he is, he's a musician. He's an artist. He, he's clearly not seeing these people as people. He's okay. I just, I want to say side note though. Okay. Sorry. Say that sentence again. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I have a funny thought. 
No, like I, I think that he, he's a musician, he's being creative, but someone should have stepped in earlier and had a real intervention with him and said, dude, you can't be encouraging this level of chaos at your shows because people are going to die. It just seems like this was moving toward people dying for several years. And I'm sure people knew that and no one stepped in. I mean, I I can't even imagine being like a survivor, like going there with one of your friends and then like, that's how you lost. I mean, it's all really fucking traumatic um, and, and really upsetting. But it's it's sort of, I mean, it was interesting that we just on our own accord had this whole conversation beforehand about ego and spirit and sabotage and surrender. It's like, that's that's why when you bring the people to rehab and they're finally on their knees and go, I okay, I'm not a religious person, but I do have to accept the things I cannot change and surrender to God. It's because like it actually sometimes does have to get that bad for our egos to stop doing the thing that we are doing and doing and doing and doing that actually is bringing us closer and closer and closer to the opposite of where we want to be. And what I want to say, just as as somebody who is an astrologer and is an astrology podcast, I do not consent to the use of the word astro in his world. Okay. Yes. I don't like that. Now I'm mad about that. I always was a little bit mad about it. I was like, do not appropriate my culture. You're not into astrology, you fucking bitch. But then I, now I'm really upset about it. This is not an astrology community type of vibe. I always thought from years of being a Kardashian scholar that he was a sweetie pie. Like, I just was like- What I thought too. That that was, right? that's the impression that he gives off like in conversation. And like, like he, he does seem like a sweet, yeah. Like even for, Quiet, Kylie, to let him, for Kylie to let him get that close- like Tyga probably sort of sweet too. Like, I don't, I don't think Kylie actually likes to be near people that much, that much. So for her to even get close to somebody, although she's a Scorpio moon, so I could see where she also has sort of a dark under, I mean, Scorpio, it's interesting that this is happening during Scorpio season. It happened on the Scorpio new moon right around. And we're coming into the first of the next series of eclipses. The nodes are about to move into Taurus and Scorpio, Travis is a Taurus sun. What's more is his Taurus sun is in the same. So, so in the sky right now, Uranus, the planet of what the fuck? People just died at my concert. Oops. Mm-hmm. Or things fucking just fucking things up and changing everything for, forever. Uranus is slowly moving through Taurus, really fucking quaking the world underneath us. Because when the North Node starting at this next Full moon at the moon, you'll everybody come. 1118, gonna be great. We're doing fate together. But the North Node in Taurus means that we are looking towards a future and focusing on safety and the roots and the basic necessities and making sure every, right? Safety is going to become first. So I'm not surprised that while Uranus is hitting his little bit too wild guy son, he is the solar face of something that is going to change the way that we do concert going and concert security forevermore. But also like all the other, this wasn't happening at all the other concerts. What do you mean? Like this isn't really symptomatic of a larger issue. Well, it kind of is. I mean, it's not symptomatic of a larger, maybe like concert specific issue. Right, 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 right. It is symptomatic of a lack of responsibility for the words that we use and the, like when brand becomes the thing more than your actual values, it becomes satanic conspiracy theory land because it actually 
is not in alignment, right? Like this guy's a father. His daughter was in the back in her own fucking trailer. He was not like, yeah, if we kill a few people, so what? He, he didn't, there, when I do not buy that there was any intention on anyone's part for there to actually be a, an outrageous casualty situation at this concert. It was at his hometown. It was meant to be nothing but fucking fun. And he is just like party bro central. Like what's fun is like no rules. Like my guys get crazy. And then what happens too is then we have these, what, what's that word that you use that was really good? Uh, what, what we do to John Mulaney? I don't know. Parasocial? Parasocial. Oh, parasocial, yeah. So that's what happens I think with celebrity and fandom, which you go like, no, I'm a Travis Scott guy. So I'm fucking lawless. And then- you start to behave in the image of this person that you think that you're in the relationship with. Like, I want to be clear, everybody listening to Space Trash Podcast, unless you're us, you do not have permission to keep people on Zooms for 30 hours. Do you know what I'm saying though? It's like, it's like yeah. you can't become your idols because your idols are actually just doing theater. Right. And I also don't think that he said to himself, I want to kill nine people, but no. I do like, no way. There's no, no. possible way in hell he's also like from the suburbs he's like a middle-class kid like and he was home if we were going to try to create some kind of like math math death ritual I might not go back to my fucking high school to do it although I guess maybe maybe I would I don't know I would go to my high school I actually take that back yeah I take that yeah that was was a first thought but yeah actually I do get going home (laughs) I think the thing with him is that like he he like I said, it's like this reaching for masculinity thing. Like I think yeah. all the people at his shows who are punching the shit out of each other are also like middle-class suburbia kids. Yeah, yeah. And they're all just like, how do I be a man when I need to be like applying to for college? You know what I mean? Well, right. It's, and- it's, a, it's a total like rebellious... It's like, right, it's it's like the rebellion of your foolish years where you go, wow, thank God I didn't die when I drunk drove on the wrong side of the street that time, but we thought it was so funny or whatever. Right, and I think- And it's a very like, immature, it's a very, imma- that's, that's why my dad used to always say, it's not the alcoholics that you have to worry about on the roads, it's the high school students. Right. Drunk people um, know how, al- true alcoholics know how to drive drunk. But he also, like, he knew a kid already got paralyzed at one of his concerts. He got charged with inciting a riot as at two of his other concerts. So that's where it's like, okay, there, there is something sort of wrong with him. I don't think it's necessarily the Illuminati or the Kardashians, but it is a little bit like he could have some kind of social disorder. I mean, that is really weird to have such a severe lack of empathy that you don't learn like as if those mistakes weren't enough or even worse that he might've thought it was like, cool. I think he thought it was cool. And I think that he just, I think it's a lack of, and I'm saying this as someone who has a lack of confidence in every area. I think it's like a lack of confidence in your own creativity where you're like, I'm the rage guy. I'm the guy who makes everybody rage. And this is what I have to do forever because this is what they want to see from me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the, it goes back to when we were talking about even speaking of Tauruses who are a little bit too, uh, uh, a little bit too dark for maybe our own good, aside from Hitler and Stalin and all those guys, MGK and, and Megan Fox, as we like to call them, Megan Kelly, Mm -hmm. why their article was so annoying and I think we talked about this, which was like, okay, sure. It's good to express the dark and the light. It's good to tell the truth, but like glorifying what actually sounds like a- abusive or toxic isn't helpful because that is what your responsibility as a celebrity is, which is to like, I think like you can share the dark on psycho Sunday. We share the darkest shit. 
but we do it from a conscious enough place that we are not promoting this behavior. We're trying to tell you our stories so that you actually not only feel better and feel soothed by other people's dark stories, but then also like, let's all learn. Right. I think we're in this really weird moment where that darkness is being aestheticized and corporatized. Like Megan Kelly, Kelly, the couple. (laughs) Megan Kelly is so fucking funny. (laughs) I know. They are not actually dark. We talked about this. They're They're not not dark. dark. They are rich. They're actually boring is what they are. Yes. And they're so scared to be boring that they're cultivating this dark yes. image. I yes. think the same thing has been going on with Travis Scott. He's like, I agree oh my completely. God, I'm this suburban ass, like married to, not married to, but effectively partnered with a Kardashian. Who is more powerful, like, more rich. He's famous before her, but talk about upping someone's stock. Yeah. Stor- being Stormy's dad is his best motherfucking credit. Kylie did for him what Kanye did for Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yas, Molly, yas. And what's also kind of interesting to think about, oh fuck, what was I about to say? I had an interesting thought. Oh, oh, that wasn't Travis Scott. Now I could be wrong about this, but isn't the reason that he kind of got into the scene anyway was because Kanye like protégéed him? I think a little bit, yeah. And I do think his music is really good. I like him as an artist actually I don't I don't think he's horrible but I do think he is he is specifically dark and then it's like Nicole posted something that I did agree with which is like it really goes to show how off the people with the money and the power are because he is being pushed forward and all of these children's you know he's doing Fortnite stuff and McDonald's stuff and he is specifically so dark that really at the top what's happening is that everybody's just I don't I don't I have a hard time believing that there are truly people that are like yeah just a few bodies is all Make it cool, make kill. But I, but I do think it's a, it's a, it's a very conscious blinder. Like I have blinders onto this, and it's like, oops, ignorant. Like or, like there's no responsibility at the top at all. From one Capricorn to another, they are not being responsible. And you've seen now all of these photos, all of these videos have resurfaced of all these different artists stopping their shows when things get out of control. Right. And yeah, you love to see it. And especially how many women are doing it. And then what was the one that got right. went, went super viral? Was it the Beastie Boys or? Linkin Park. Linkin Park. Of all people. I tried so hard to right. stop the show. But now, <laughs> like <laughs> Travis, like this is what I'm talking about with the aestheticization and corporatization of darkness, his all of his deals, like you alluded to, McDonald's, Fortnite, Nike, he's a fucking corporate shill. For, and, 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 and being pushed to kids. Being pushed to kids, which Bethany said on her podcast that I just listened to, it's actually really good, her podcast episode all about this. Bethany said, if you're going to court the attention of children, you also have to take care of them. Like I if mean, you're going- ab- so fucking lovely. And then remind yeah. me something about his chart because this is in his chart, what you just said, but keep going. But so- Yeah, that's his, right though. That's really right. Yeah, his biggest song that I can think of is Goosebumps, a song about getting goosebumps from like a girl. He's not fucking hard. He's not <laughs> dark. <laughs> right, his dick's hard from somebody walking in the room. This guy's a fucking- out of control, little sissy, little bitch. And this, he's, right. he's overcompensating with like cool. you're the Beatles. Like you right. are so yeah, Goosebumps, right, is such a like, 
and now I want to revisit the lyrics though, because it's like, what have I missed? Like what kind of like symbolism and imagery is there? But well, either and, way and though, sure, I don't think he's sure. trying to hurt people. I think he's trying to be cool. Yeah, def- exactly. And I'm sure that like all the pitchfork bros interpreted it as like, oh, this song's about cocaine. And it's like, no, it's about like having a crush. It's about on- a crush. It's about a crush. Yeah. 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 And, and I, yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. I think that this is a, and this is where even again, the satanic panic conversation is just interesting to me because at the end of the day, from an astro world perspective, there is no storyline in cultural history that doesn't begin and end with violence and or with some kind of a massive wake up call or crashing Mm. down or burning. So I don't think like human sacrifice is necessary, but I do think that this is the human condition and we are in a karmic looping cycle of it. And it is a part of what our generation is here to heal, which is to distinguish how cool it is to care actually, and not make it a PR thing, actually just fucking care. Yeah, but we you're also listening to have- this podcast and you're sending me personal notes instead of screenshotting it and putting it on your story for other people to hear about. I I would invite you to just actually care about the thing that you love this podcast more, not because of your ego or because of it's not your style, but because you actually fucking care and you can do something to share the love and help. We are all so concerned with our brands and with our micro influencing and with the, what people think about us and how people see us to the point where we're forgetting that we're actually all just fucking people. We got to do whatever drug cocktail you did that time that had you in the happiest We Are One concert vibe. That's more the vibe moving forward. Plant medicine that connects us all. Okay, well, I was <laughs> Okay, we're not promoting that either. Don't do all the drugs at once. It was a bad call. She's like to be live. But she did seem yeah. to have a more loving experience. I did for like a couple hours and then it all went really downhill. Yeah. The hangover sounds pretty, pretty tough. Even when I got inside the actual concert, I looked down and I had my vans on and I had a chicken sandwich because I was like, Nick, I'm going to pass out. I need to eat something. I hadn't eaten all day. Right. And I looked down and all I saw was the chicken sandwich and my sneakers. And I was like, how am I going to get all this stuff out of here? Oh my God, you're, you're talking real deal ego death here. Yeah. If that is the stuff that you don't know how to manage, you are in a bad place. That is my, so funny, Molly. My shoes that were on my feet, I was like, wait. And the sandwich you were about to ingest. Right, and I was like, I'm responsible for all of them. Oh my God. And I can't leave without them. How am I gonna get them out of here? That's how am I gonna get them out of here is so funny you were like paranoid mm-hmm. sometimes I, like, I would call it in my life I say I'm saranoid but you were just on you were just on your own personal cocktail of molly hey and I was like parenting the vans and the sandwich I was <laughs> like why I did can't... why did you feel that the shoes were even in danger in the first place I don't know I just looked down and those were the objects around me whoa really that was your ego blocking you from just saying like Nick I kind of want to go home <laughs> I did say to him and I was like, we got to go, but like, I have all this stuff and I don't know what to do. And you just, I have all this stuff is so funny. Talk about really focusing on the fear. (laughs) I know, but I will implore everyone 
to please not hold Travis Scott solely responsible this for this. Hold the corporation Live Nation responsible for this because that's who it was on. Especially the fact that their client, Travis Scott, is known to incite riots and cause right, Why wasn't there more security? Is And you exactly. know what the thing is too? This is where it's like, I think Travis is on like hallucinogens 24 seven or something. Like he's just, to me, all of the things that you're saying are adding up to, he is, and especially with that Taurus sun and he has a zero degree Sagittarius moon. So he literally is the first step of get me the fuck out of here. I'm coming from hell and I'm Sag now. I'm party boy fun, but it's zero degrees. It's immature. It's irresponsible. It's literally just that impulsive, get me out of hell, interestingly mm. enough. And so I, to me, what everything that you're describing is someone who is actually out of rea- out of their minds, out of reality. Because even, even if you, aside from his own history of actually people being hurt at his concerts, Kim Kardashian, his sissy poo, was in an armed robbery. Like, to me, I know that then we can cut it if it's not relevant, but to me, it's like, at a certain point, that's where it's like, the need for security in this family has become abundantly clear Mm -hmm. or or to this family, the need to not just be so casual with where you're posting and everybody fuck each other up. And they have become the, the fucking public like faces of oops, I've shared too much. And Mm -hmm. they're walking us through how to, and I think Kim has done a really beautiful job actually of adjusting. I think one of the best things about Kim Kardashian, as we speak, the moon is in Pisces. She is a Pisces moon. One of my favorite things about her is that she does continue to learn and evolve. The fact Mm -hmm. that now she doesn't just have Kanye as her husband, ex-husband and four beautiful black children. She's actually now spending her time and energy to do everything she can to help people that are different than her that she may have never thought about before this whole experience. And I think that's a really wonderful lesson. I guess it's just like at the end of the day, we're talking about, you know, you do attract yourself. We're talking about how Travis is deeply insecure. Kylie is the most insecure. Mm -hmm. Kylie and him are bonding on this very Taurus Scorpio axis of we can get the power back if we just go get into costume and make ourselves feel good and pretty and luxe. And actually at the end of the day, what we're talking about during this whole Scorpio season and what we're gearing up for over the next 18 months during the eclipse cycle that is about to start on the 18th of November, everybody come to the manual, uh, is about the Scorpio Taurus axis more than anything is about power and power dynamics and personal power versus the power that we steal from people or get from people or the souls being sacrificed. Or Scorpio is that death and rebirth. And it is the merging of other in order to create something else and have a death and a rebirth. Taurus is just like, no, we're on earth and we just want to have some grass. Yeah. We are going to see them lean hard on this new baby. Suddenly there are going oh my to God, be yes. photo shoots of Whoa, Travis. I didn't even think about that. Whoa. Actually acknowledging Kylie's existence. He's going to finally learn the names of her dogs. Like <laughs> it's going to be family man central. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Now this is an interesting sort of thing. Maybe I'm just now just like getting too excited about all the patterns. When were the, because everyone was like, why did Kylie announce her pregnancy? Right? Like why this time did she decide to do it? I wonder if there were things happening, like, like, I don't know when the guy got paralyzed or when there were riots incited, but it's like, I wonder if, even if this wasn't the actual end game, obviously, but I wonder if there was a part of it that even that being a part of the conversation, you know, where it was like, Travis is getting a little bit kind of iffy, you know what we can do? We can just like make it, he, he, remember he's a family man. 
But he wasn't part of the announcement, really. I think she announced it because she wanted to announce Kylie Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely why. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was just for business I might just have to cut that. It's just like time wasted. That was wrong. But yeah, I agree with you. It's Kylie Baby. It was Kylie Baby. Yeah. All of her businesses have been tanking too. Kylie Baby and Kylie Swim. What do you make of that? She's boring. She like she and Travis Scott are actually a match. That's the fucking thing. Yeah. The the reason why she got big when she was 17, 16, 17 is because she was the only famous 16, 17 year old. So everyone that age and younger latched onto her. And actually the things that we loved about her were actually had actually wasn't her lips. It was because she was so active on Snapchat and just showing us the lie the life of a rich 17 year old. Right. And just cute and funny. Now she lost her personality and every single girl on the internet has bought her look. So I will say this though, if I know Kylie, she has no problem just open micing products and then continuing to like reiterate because at the beginning mm-hmm. of the lip kits, that was this, when the lip kits first came out, they sold like hotcakes and everyone was like, these are the, even Kim, there's that video of Kim and Kylie, like Kylie's putting her makeup on Kim and there's something goes wrong. And, and Kim says to her like, yeah, that's because this is all the cheapest shit. Kim, Kim calls Kylie out. If you ever saw that clip, oh my God, I have to send it to you. It's so good. Oh it's my like, God. It's like one of those off moments in a reality show where they like they leave the camera rolling and then you actually find out their personality. So- but also it, it was like manufactured scarcity. Like right, they right. just would be like, oh my God, it's sold out in three seconds. And it's right. like, it's like okay. she actually only made five and they all sucked and everybody reviewed them that they sucked. But, but I remember that being a thing that people were up in arms that the quality of these Kylie lip kits that they had to get on a waiting list to get were like absolute like dollar store garbage shit. Yeah. It's all white labeling from ColourPop. So if you literally just buy is, something yeah. from ColourPop, it's the same thing. It's so literally, yeah. Last thought on the whole Travis Scott thing. Do you, in Dave Chappelle's special, The Closer, he talks about how DaBaby got canceled for homophobic remarks, but he had already killed someone at a Walmart and no one cared about that. A good joke. It is. And I feel like this is kind of true. Like Travis Scott, if he had said something offensive, he would be coming down like people will be coming down so much harder on him than this. And part of that is because of the legal ramifications because of mm-hmm. how litigious Live Nation is. Mm-hmm. Another part of it is that you just can't write about, you can't draw a clean line from him to the deaths, but if it was words that came out of his mouth, you would be able to. Well, but I, and I also think that we're talking about like the the realm of like comfortability. So it's like, when we are getting at people for language and cancel culture and whatever, at the end of the day, it's people expressing all of the deep emotion that they feel about, even if, if, even if it's in a subject that isn't even what it's about. But it's like, I think that like woke culture and cancel culture gives people a safe space to express period, but like express their anger or express their upset, or they can rally behind this and make this a thing because it's it is benign at the I mean it's not benign we know this is how it leads to actually having mosh pit deaths at your concert but like at the end of the day like language choices or homophobia or whatever we are that is easy to fight for and about Mm -hmm. because it isn't actually like soul crushing on a you know when at a certain point it's like nobody even wants to be like blame Travis Scott because it's like I it's it's hard to think about what like 
that account that you posted was like, holy fucking, I mean, it is, it came up on my calls a number of times too. People being like, I, I was thinking about what if I were there or what would I have done in that situation? Or what if I had lost a friend or I've gone to concerts that have gotten too wild? I mean, it is really, really sad. It's really, really sad. There's even if you do like get to the bottom of it, there's no good ending. It's like, it's even what you were saying with the potato thing. It's like, it's not that interesting because no matter what we discover, it's fucking sad. And actually yeah. even the Brittany Murphy doc, which I did finish, it's, I don't even know if it's worth it you watching it because you know, at the end of the day, the answer is, uh, they were in kind of a toxic relationship. I, I, I think it's arguable whether it was Hollywood or Simon Monjack's fault. And either way, there are no real answers. It's just really fucking sad. Yeah, I think that's part of why you don't get canceled for killing people because death is inevitable. And death like, is inevitable. And also everybody has such a weird relationship with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody's if comfortable you, talking about it, even though it is inevitable. If you took acid, MDMA, Coke, <laughs> weed, list. and Corona light. This is oh, when Molly once. invented Molly and somebody at the concert was like near her and was like, yo, whatever she's on, we're going to put it in a lab concocted. And what's her name? Molly. <laughs> this is Molly. We're making Molly. If you take all those things, it changes your relationship to death too. Yes, it does. But well, and that's also, like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm wondering what he's on that's keeping him so up being able to play in the darkness like this in a way that seems almost totally unaffected. He's on something. Must be, must, must be. be, must be. Yeah, but also like he's gonna probably like weaponize that narrative and like use it to get out of this. Like he's gonna use the new baby, Kylie and Stormy, and he's gonna use, oh, I was an addict at the time. And that's gonna be his get out of jail free card. I honestly though, I, I hope he does because at least that's a productive conversation. Not that you should blame addiction, but that you should say, hey, addicts, wake up you could accidentally kill someone at your good time homecoming concert because you're just so fucked up to realize. And I know that you think it's never going to happen to you, but I'm Travis Scott. And you know what? Mac Miller died of a Coke overdose too. If even the richest people can't buy clean Coke, we're all not that safe. So the rich people are sacrificial. The, the famous people, the celebrities, they are sacrificial. And, the, and, and us being involved with them brings us into that narrative because that is, that's why at the very beginning of this podcast, we were talking, I said, you know, why is it that, or somebody asked what a moon once, like, why are you so interested in pop culture? And you said, and I could let you answer, I'm gonna answer it poorly, worse than you did, but you said something along lines of, and then correct me, you said something like, because it's like the, the highest level unifying conversation factor for everyone at a collective moment at, at all times. So say it better than I just said, yeah. but that's what the gist, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the touch point that we all have. And yeah. it's, it's how we learn about each other. And it's how we learn what we think about the world. That's right. And yeah, I think the biggest, biggest thing, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch how Travis Scott gets out of this. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the Kardashians deal with it because their response so far has been very poor. I was going to say, has anyone, has he said anything? Has anyone said anything? Oh, he, so he posted this really weird video where his body language was very strange. He just kept rubbing his head and his eyes were closed the whole time. Oh my God, we got to get the body language guy on it. I know. I'm sure he's done it. I can't wait. Like, we gotta watch. When you speak while closing your eyes to me, that is Lie. a red, red flag that you're, you're lying. lying. And he partnered with BetterHelp to offer a month of free therapy for everybody at the show. Oh, I mean. He fucking turned I, it I into don't know. spawn. To me, the craziest thing that you've said so far 
is that he went to Dave and Buster's and partied after. Yeah. Like at least Ariana Grande had like a bombing at her show. And then she went into like suicidal depression and then talked about therapy for the next three albums and how much recovery she had to do from knowing that she had that kind of effect in a way where people died and that, and she felt so responsible, even though it had literally nothing to do with her. Right. It could have been anyone. Could have been anybody, but her level of being hurt by this experience and being the face on stage during this tragedy, travesty, during this travesty was so humanizing. And, and I loved her for it because it was like, yeah, she's not just sugarcoating this or trying to like push it off. She was like, this is the worst thing that's ever fucking happened in my life. And I have nightmares about it. And I'm so fucking sorry. And then she went back and did a concert where she like raised money for, she did like her own, her own whole net aid. Remember, that's why we got all those good collabs between Miley Cyrus and, you know, mm-hmm. because she was like, I have to do at least something to, to give them love and to, and to share love and to raise money and to give back because I feel so bad for that, that, that the cost of my concert was lives. Someone else at the concert who performed at the concert donated money to all the victims already. That's cool. Travis didn't. Yeah, see, that's where it's like this is okay. So maybe I take back even what I said the whole time. You see, you guys, it's not science. You, as they know more, they tell you more. They're not lying, but we 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 discover as we go. The conversation is how it's Scorpio. We transform. Okay, everything that you're saying. Um. Okay, wait. Before you finish that, let me say part of the reason for like that. A sociopath. He seems like he has no feelings. Well, part of the reason is the same reason Erica Jane never talked about the widows and orphans is because it could be seen as a tacit admission of guilt in a court of law. Really? Yes. To say, I feel so bad for them would mean. Oh, would mean that she's acknowledging that this is not just alleged, that it actually happened and now she feels bad. Yeah, but this right. isn't the same because people died. Legally, though, it is because it's like him saying, if he was to say, I'm giving money to these people the court could say he knew he did it. He knew it was his fault. Do you think he's going to be sued? Is he being sued? Yes, he's being sued by a lot of people. Wow, this is really interesting. The more that we talk about this, the more of a nefarious character he is emerging in my mind to be. And I maybe I take it back. I might be a, a, Q, a QAnon, satanic panic, conspiracy theorist, spiritual crunk bitch after all, because he could be like really the devil actually like what is like I, the paralyzed thing has has me shook paralyzed in dave and busters is like uh and that's yeah. where like marilyn manson's also a fucking sociopath not an artist he's a sociopath who made it into he got off on abusing people in public and calling it art right exactly so i don't know i mean i think the biggest thing is like artists are always going to be fucking nut jobs what we need is for the corporations that are running the concerts like Live Nation to be taking care of people. Like there needs to be adults in the room. There are adults in the room. There have been adults in the room since the beginning of his career. But per our conversation, the adults are not the adults. That's the fucking problem. That's why it is on our generation. He should be the adult because he should know better because of the adults who raised him are less emotionally mature than an 11 year old. Or maybe that's just us. Yeah, I don't know. You know I'm saying His like mom- adults in the room in a world where no adults actually live and we're just having to, all of us are reading books on how to reparent ourselves. It's like, this is the cultural shift that is that is happening because nobody is okay. I think the adults in the room were just more interested in money than they were in- Then they're not sure adults. Then they're not right. adults. Then but they're they not were in, adults. And they were in charge of everything. 
Wrong conversation, you guys. Wrong conversation. All the men, unless you're listening to the Space Trash, Space Trash podcast, in which case we are getting you on track. And wrong conversation, corporate. Wrong. But but even that, there is something so irresponsible about. Nicole is right. Choosing him to be the who they're pushing to kids. There is something a little bit like sinister about that because it's like there are so many rappers there are so many cool artists who aren't actually glorifying death and sacrifice and then for you know it's just it's a little bit on the nose trav i think um what's her name wrote a book uh marianne williamson wrote a book the soul of money i think it was her i read it once in life coaching school but we're talking about the soul of money because money is an invented thing. Status is a, an invented thing. And these ways that we agree upon, trust me, the fact that both of us do not have viral Instagram followings yet is just directing us to, there's obviously a problem. This is the greatest podcast in all the fucking land. Okay. Not that it's not going to happen. It will, but I don't think it's going to happen in a world where people are going to, you know, mosh put themselves to death at a concert. I think we are the new Capricorn that's going to erect when it's like, not only can we be fun and cool and funny, but we're going to actually also make sure it's safe. That is the feminine Capricorn responsibility period. Okay. But Sarah, they weren't even mosh pitting themselves to death. What actually happened? It was just physically too many people in one space. So, but, but, okay. They weren't acting crazy. When I've gone to concerts, there are sections. So you buy a a ground ticket, you buy first arena tickets, you buy whatever ticket, 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 ticket. And there are sections. So you're saying there were just no sections. It was just a free for all. And everybody crammed to the front of the stage. Like they were going to get a better view of someone's back of their head while that got stomped to death. I mean, I just don't totally get it. Yeah. So what you need to look up is crowd collapse and crowd crush, because when you get too many people in one area, like if there's more than nine people in a six square meter area, they, there is no one in that area who's in control of the movement of the crowd. I want to say just for the record, I would be from within and I would breathe us through it. But most in general, I get what you're saying. You wouldn't, you would be, when you get to that density of humans, the crowd becomes fluid and no one can stop it. And it becomes, there were levels. Okay, so there that's were, really interesting. So that's why I don't think it's like the, I don't think the corporations are necessarily consciously trying to be the devil, but that's where it becomes like, even just the way that our zoom, just like something happened. Okay. Wait, say that to me again. That's really interesting. Like a tsunami. Not, so when people say it's a stampede, it's not a stampede. It's just too many people and control so actually, there's nowhere to go. And so there is an implosion. Exactly. One of the girls said there was a sinkhole in the middle and bodies were just going into the sinkhole. Like quicksand? Yeah. Because there was layers of bodies underneath people. Like it was just two, three different layers. There was a video that was circulating of this girl who was in the bottom of it and it was just body parts all around oh her. Oh my God. I just want to know where on the chain of communication did someone say either don't tell Travis or we told Travis and he was like, yeah, dead people. Cause that's even when I see that, that video with the girl <laughs> and the camera guy, the girl and the camera guy, right? She does look crazy. Like if he can't really hear, he's got his headphones on. We've worked in production. He's got his headphones mm-hmm. on. He's taking commands from whatever. He has a specific job. He's a very expensive camera thing. There's a crazy woman climbing up onto his thing going, hey, hey, people are dying down there. And he did blatantly ignore her and said, get the fuck down or you're gonna be arrested or whatever. I have a hard time believing he understood what she was saying. I have yeah, to yeah. think that for my own sanity. 
Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. But I just think there was people all around saying different things like that, and it it just it it was forty minutes of bedlam and people being trapped under other people. I just want everyone to blame Live Nation and corporate malfeasance because I do think that Travis Scott, like you said, it was probably fucked up out of his mind. I think that people have been enabling him and saying, yeah, yeah, it's really cool for everybody to be going crazy in the crowd. And like, people died at my concerts. Right. And I was like, like, too real, dude. They actually did. Clearly he's a little dumb, but the thing that we need to really be upset about is the corporation that allowed this to happen because they're the ones with the resources. They're the ones when you're an artist, you show up and you say, where do I stand? You know, right, right. Like, right. He actually has such a small part to do with that production. Right. He has and he has nothing art- to do with the space, the, the audience space. Right. He's doing the artistic part. He's not interviewing medics, you know, like right. right. He's- do we have enough EMTs down there for this to be a safe mosh pit? Yeah. No so it's like and well, he's, he's assuming someone else is doing that to protect him because they want to keep making the money with him so he can be as unruly as he is. It's a corporate not a Travis. Travis might have some issues. He's definitely a dodo. I would like, kill to hear. What do you think he and Kylie even talk about? I mean, we, I'll let you go to bed, but that's something to think about for a sketch yeah. or something. Their conversations must be mind numbing. Nothing. They don't talk about anything. They Did have no ever, conversations. Their joint interview with GQ. It's like he's never met her before. The dogs thing broke my heart for her. I would have. I would have made them take that out. I would have been like, sign an NDA. Do not put this online. Yeah. He doesn't know her. Well, that's the why. Yeah, I, that's why I think she's like, oh, he's like a good, he's a Kanye protege. It's in the family already. And like, he's cool. Like, I'll just have his baby and we can have sex like the Mormons do, like through a sheet. And he wasn't grooming me from 16 like Tyga was. Right. Now that is a whole other conversation. Right. Yeah. But both of these guys, I do think Tyga and Travis are at the end of the day, wimpy, insecure, suburban little bitches. I agree. I don't know where Tyga's from, but I'm gonna look it up after this in case I'm wrong, because I'm a journalist. Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay, everybody buy the merch, come to the Moonyule, and we gotta go to bed. We've been on here for like actually 30, 30 hours, and like you don't even know. I'm about <gasps> to edit the fuck out of this. Oh, R.I.P., the best Kanye album of all time. Which one? Life of Pablo. Oh, Life of Pablo. You know, That's I what 30 honest, Hours was on. I, I actually was just thinking, which album was that on? I, look, I just love Kanye's whole catalog so fucking much. You know what I would argue is the best one, though, honestly? I think I think 808 and Heartbreaks was super overlooked. And until I was truly heartbroken, I had to go back and relisten. And then I was like, wow, this is the most poignant shit I ever heard in my life. But until I was in that emotional place, I just didn't understand what he was talking about. But when I was in that emotional place and listened to 808s, I was like, this is poetry. Like, this is beautiful. He invented a new genre with that. Drake would not exist if it wasn't for 808s. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Let's put a pin in this. I would like to hear more about this next episode. And we also have our queen, our Taurus queen, who is doing the manual, Miss Frosty, will join us. And I will, I will prep her for this conversation. She's going to love. She's really fucking funny and interesting. And yeah, she's very cool. But uh, okay. Put a pin in that. I want to hear. I want to. Yeah, that's interesting. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your rings. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.